Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so I'm doing one alone this week because Allison is in Montana with some friends. She's doing a little bit of a vacation. I'm setting this thing up and I went to the suburbs today because I went golfing with my mom, which I just absolutely terrible, just trash, terrible at golf. I was stressing out about this because I added the camera with someone else being here. And so it's such an added thing to, to worry about, think about because talking clearly talking in a certain way is one thing, but making sure that, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm not like zoning out or anything. I'm not like getting really like over animated. So this is why I do this though. It's, it's nice to kind of have this to, to push on me a little bit, you know, to, to poke me a little bit and, and have me think, you know, where am I speaking from is if there's just that added pressure that I'm, nobody's setting this up for me. This is me doing it. So what I think is kind of interesting is, as I'm setting this up, I thought how ironic it was that I did a blog a couple of years ago. And then on the first recording I did here, I actually said I was going to call this Kurt's Corner, and I'm setting this up, and I just rearranged my studio about uh, not even 48 hours ago, and I'm setting it up in a corner here, and so the thought, you know, kind of coming into today was just like, what in the world am I going to talk about, and so the things that I need to get better at, you know, so that's one thing, is staying a little bit more connected and aware of what's going on in the world, so, you know, the first thing I want to say is, you know, I really hope that things in California go better. I hope that the fires go away and people don't have that fear and that worry anymore living out there. And And I just couldn't imagine that being a part of like a fear you have to have living out there. You know, Chicago, for the most part, there's a lot of violence that I don't see, which I'm lucky because of just where I I stay in the city, but for where I do live, you know, going to the lake often, it's a nice place. And then the other thing that I always take for granted is, you know, every Tuesday, every first Tuesday of the month, they do like tornado siren alarms in the suburbs, at least not too many tornadoes up north here. So, you know, um, I think sometimes in the winter I get a little frustrated and, and impatient with, oh, you got to get out of Illinois. You got to get out of Chicago. It's an expensive place. Don't get me wrong. It's never going to be something that I'm going to think is the best place in the world to live. But then you look at a place like California and, you know, with what's going on, often I think how great it would be to live out there. And then you just realize that everybody's, there's, there's always that balance. There's always that balance of like what people have to go through and experience, you know, there's, there's not that safe haven somewhere and there. And there might be, um, I've heard New Zealand's a pretty good place to be, <laughs> but, uh, it's just one of those things where you think, at least for me, you know, California, that should be like the place where all your troubles go away and you don't have any issues there. And, you know, maybe that's my naive approach, uh, you know, with it, but you know, it's always weird every time fire season comes to hear just how bad it gets. Cause you think that 
well for me I, I think that California is this this really great place to be there's no no worries out there uh, so I, I really you know that's one thing is I I know that that's something that just is is not letting up at all and I hope that things get better for everyone and you know impacted by what's going on out there and then the other thing is with this Delta variant thing and COVID cases rising again is I, I see ma- you know more people wear masks so you know the concerns are coming back and the, and the worries are returning and you know the goal is just to never go as bad as it was before right with the shutdown and and at least having you know some of that feeling of you know you still get to live life a little bit but you know of course stay aware of people that have those worries and and um you know just hoping that those things get better and then ultimately I just need to steer clear of the idea that, you know, from where I'm speaking from is at all a place that has to be taken, you know, to the depths that I feel sometimes it's coming from. You know, I think um, it's hard to stay aware, to be honest, uh, of just how privileged life can be sometimes. And so, you know, with me thinking about what am I going to talk about? What, you know, where am I now that I've done a few things, you know, essentially rebranded this whole thing I'm doing, you know, you know, having the conversations with Allison and, and then it just, it popped in my head and I'm driving, I was on Fullerton. It's coming into Lincoln park back home. Cause you get off 90 or you still got a little ways to go. And I, thought oh no I'm normal now because I feel a lot of really great things with somebody for somebody and I think sometimes in the past when I was doing these and and trying to speak from a place that you know showed awareness or that I had the sense of you know if I needed to find clarity I was coming from a good place because I think at the root of some of why I was doing that was because as a young male (laughs) trying to do the most I can with the time I've got, you know, just ultimately trying to create myself in a way that's going to be appealing for others, attractive to others. And so I've been lucky enough to meet somebody who just gives me that feeling that I think I was always searching for and it's weird to say that so loosely but know that it's it's meant pretty deeply and so no fear in kind of owning up and admitting to those feelings because it's the worry now right this surface worry that really isn't anything is that if ultimately me pushing on that got to be interesting, got to have something ready, got to be ready to, you know, talk on, got to be ready to tell a story was ultimately, you know, in place to tell the story to someone to get them to say, not a bad guy. Well, I've found somebody. So if the goal was to find somebody and I'm, I'm saying at the time in no way was I putting the microphone on you know, and, and I wasn't doing the camera at the time, but setting everything up and going, okay, here we go. Time to, you know, get it out there. It really did feel like I just, I hadn't shared enough about myself because I did a lot of adapting growing up and, 
And that's where when I thought, okay, so great, um, I've got this feeling of normalcy because I found somebody who I can throw all these ideas, you know, bounce all these ideas off of and have those stimulating conversations and don't feel the need to dump into something that is going to be maybe heard by people, maybe, you know, be um, stimulating for them or, or triggering in a positive way for them. Like, oh, I've never thought about it that way. And so I found somebody where I'm having those conversations with one-on-one in person, and then it just kind of stops there. And so after I had that thought, you know, I went back to another underlying thing that I've wanted to do with these is just have it be kind of a a memoir, if that would be the right thing, or just something to look back on that was my due diligence in saying, and I've said it on other recordings in the past, I'm not always going to remember everything to the fullest. I know that, you know, as I get older, even from now and, you know, from when I was younger, I I can still already be like, Oh, wow. I I wish I remembered more of those details. And so one of these things that popped up as being an example of that was kind of explaining a little bit and just remembering some of the details that I can as best as I can of when I was younger. and, And I went to quite a lot of different schools and the reason for that was, you know, my parents, they separated when I was uh, fairly young. So, um, you know, grade school wise, I went through some of the grades with um, classmates, you know, kindergarten, first grade. And then I had gone to a different grade school uh, from second until fourth and then went to a different grade school in fifth grade, went in the same group classmates from fifth grade to sixth grade went to some charter school that was intended to be sort of this more challenging school because they tested more frequently. And then I went back to the middle school because the charter school I had gone to, it was just brand new. So there wasn't as much structure as I think my parents would have liked to have seen. And then we went back to middle school. And then the other thing was, I think, um, more, of the reasoning was my brother sacrificed a lot of time his senior year to actually uh, drive me all the way to this charter school that was in a town called Pingree. It was just towns over. So he, you know, whether it was before school, he had to make sure he rushed to class uh, when the day started. And then after school ended, he had to come and pick me up. So it just was really demanding and it didn't seem like it was what the hope was being a new school. So then I went back to the, the school where I had those classmates in eighth grade. So for the longest time, I always never thought about any of that because I didn't have time to, I was just young. I was growing up. I was just saying, you know, wake up each day. Um, I'm a kid. Like, I'm just, getting along with the kids that I'm put in classrooms with. And then, you know, from there, you know, you could look at, you know, mechanisms as far as did the humor develop because I was trying to fit in quickly and I didn't want people to poke at the fact that I was this overweight chubby kid. And, and so then I just deflected and I just made sure that, you know, Max and I, we talked about this and, and I hope he's doing well. Last time we haven't uh, spoken in a while, but he was working on, he had to get, uh, you know, his job going and everything. And 
you know, one thing that he brought up that really stuck with me is, you know, if you, if you were the one who sort of controlled where the attention was and you knew you were going to get the attention on you, then at least you knew how the attention was being put on you. And so, you know, that kind of gave me that insight into like, you know, maybe that's why I would speak up, you know, out of turn sometimes, or maybe that's why I would, you know, try to crack a joke all the time. And I think I'm moving my hands a little bit too much, but I would always look back at those years after high school and I would think, was that good or bad? And that's something that I try to do as often as I can, but sometimes it's difficult to always do that two sides of the coin discussion with yourself because it takes work and it's not always fun to say it's the one that might make you wrong or might, you know, in, in terms of me, might make me wrong. So I always think good or bad. And so the good of that was I was a kid that without even thinking about it, I was learning how to network (laughs) and get along with people that I had never met. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, developing friendships with people that have been friends with the same classmates K through, you know, in some of these schools, K through eight. And I'm kind of just intermingling, you know, every few years. So that was always, you know, I, I still don't even know if I'm at a point where I can firmly say good or bad because the other thing that has kind of come out of that and believe you me okay I have had these conversations with Allison I don't know when it started or why this seemed to be like my safe space but I always put so much energy and effort into relationships and I was always that guy that would go and hang out with the girlfriend instead of hang out with friends and I don't know why that seemed to be where my focus was and I think that that also caused me to have some opportunities to develop you know greater friendships with just like that solid group but because I was maybe so worried about a relationship not going well because I hadn't really seen one growing up, you know, so it's, it's all kind of just when I don't stop and I don't think about it, it's these things where I don't want to be in a position in my life where I look back and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like it was that one in one, it was that obvious that like, that was why I focused there. And so I was thinking about just all the transitioning with schools because the other thing is filling time. You know, I do see groups of friends hang out and I do see that it does come so naturally for people to just get within the schedules of who they are friends with, you know, for pretty much their entire lives. And I've never really gotten into that interchange with people. And so that's the other reason why I started kind of recording these is because I didn't know if it was in the past, I didn't do a good enough job kind of letting people in maybe, maybe I kept it kind of surface and then that way I defaulted it. So, you know, I was kind of just the entertainer and I'm not 
going to sit here and say that I didn't get any enjoyment out of that. You know, it was fun to, you know, have that presence, have that, you know, identity of if there needs to be space to fill, I will fill it. I mean, that's, that's kind of how it was. And then as I got older, there's just not as many of those moments where you have that many people together on that consistent of a basis with that simple of kind of a daily objective, right? You just sit there, you learn stuff and, and there was no space to fill. And then it's right around here where I'm glad I have this, you know, medium to get this information out because then I sit here and I listen to myself out loud and I go, at what point is it ever, can I ever give myself the grace enough to just move past it? At what point can I ever just say, okay, Curtis, that was your childhood. Like, that's fine. You know, there are so many more things that you've experienced and so many more ways that you've looked at life than, than why get caught up in what could have been or what was. And it's just something that I feel connects with a lot of people. I think a lot of people, they have, there's no need to, you know, fight for awareness, self, self-awareness. If I even am, I could be the most delusional person. But there's no need to take a second and be like, well, why did I pick the red crayon instead of the, you know, sky blue crayon or something? You know, why did I, um, that's just, that's really weird. I, I made like a half matrix reference. I swear I'm not like (laughs) blue pill or red pill. It's not what I'm, what I'm doing here, but I, I, I get it. There's no reason to like think about just you're going to school you're doing it and then I wonder how much of that plays into like bigger decisions when you get older and how much of that ends up placing you in like entire environments in your life because you I don't know it's just interesting to me and it's just something that I I think of as as far as You know, is, is there any way to, with full certainty, know if a decision that you're making or a step you're taking, not to try to rhyme on that, is the best one for you at that time? And I try, I think that's, I guess if I've ever understood overthinking, when people say, oh, stop overthinking, that's probably the closest I've ever come to it. It's like, that really is, that really would be overthinking. Like if, if I wanted to go run, okay, so it's a little too late. I'm tired from golfing my back. I am a terrible golfer. It's, it's so bad. My golf game, the only thing that's improved in my golf game in the last two years that I've been, you know, occasionally going to a course is the amount of patience I have and the knowledge, the and there's your certainty that if I buy a bucket of balls, I'm going to lose a bucket of balls. And that's okay, because it's a nice day out. I'm enjoying time with who I'm with. And it is what it is. But, you know, memory-wise, I went to Lollapalooza for the first time. 
I always wanted to go. The other concert that I always wanted to go to was a concert called Country Thunder. It's in the, uh, honestly, I don't even know. It might be in Wisconsin, maybe. But that was really big when I was in high school. And with football, it always happened with uh, like camps going on. So the coaches always said, if we hear you're at Country Thunder, you're you're booted. So we were never able to go because, you know, not, you know, not too much good comes out of some of those nights, I'm sure. I mean, it's pretty wild. Like my sister went to them a lot. And just to hear that, like, it's just muddy the whole time. You're in, you're like, you go to sleep at like 2 a.m. You wake up at 6. You're ready to go again. It's just that. I guess even if I could go, I don't know if it would be like that exciting for me to do that. But I went to a lot of the Palooza finally, and it was wild. It was good. They you had to show your vaccine card, so that was the way you got in. And I saw Post Malone on um, Saturday night, and then this whole thing changed the set list for a couple artists. Uh, one artist that was supposed to close out Sunday night had some issue with social. He was said some stuff, and then he it ended up he got canceled. And then one artist that I wanted to see at like four or five. So I thought, okay, great. Sunday I'm going to be done with while at like five, he got rescheduled. So I show up and this guy's up there and I'm like, okay, well maybe it'd be weird if he had an opener at Lollapalooza cause they have such short sets, but maybe, and then it's like 30 minutes in and he get, the guy's still going. So I searched like what happened and, and then we ended up, uh, Allison and I, we ended up coming back on, uh, Sunday night. So that was a long day. I got this sty that developed on Sunday and I just need to let anybody know if let's do some deducing here. So one, if you're listening and two, if you develop a sty, so those are the two that you have to qualify for. Don't try to pop it. Don't mess with it. It was, and I know it's I'm so I'm an idiot. I tried to I tried to pop a style. It looks so ready to like just be done with. And then it ended up lasting like a whole week longer than it needed to. And I'm taking this like um, antibiotic eye drop now. So it just became kind of a nightmare. And it looked just pretty disgusting. I was joking with my brother that my style got to a point where I think I could have qualified for Google image style example. And then we were joking, like, how, how does one, like, become the example? Like, could you imagine you look up, like, pink eye or you look up sty and you see, like, I know that person. <laughs> like, they're on Google Images, like, for this sty. That's wild. Shifting my legs a lot here on the video. But, you know, kind of bouncing around a little bit. I tried to keep kind of a, a string there going for a little little while. But... Ultimately, you know, it's just recent for me. You know, I went, so today I was golfing with my mom and, you know, I don't watch the news a lot. It's just, it's so stressful. And I was actually at, I house sat for my mom. She went to, uh, she went on a vacation uh, last week and I had started to flip through because I don't have cable here. I just watched like, uh, you know, Netflix and I just got Peacock so I could watch The Office. They finally got me. YouTube though, I don't know. It's going to be a while. So I know I'm using YouTube, but I'm going to keep hitting skip trial as long as I can. But Peacock got me because 
uh, The Office, but also Pawn Stars. I've been watching a lot of Pawn Stars. It's just the perfect like end of day weekend. Just throw it on. I need to read more. I know that, but I go to house sit for my mom and I start flipping through and all the all the news channels. No, you know what this was? I actually I traveled for work this past week, so it wasn't at her house. It was at the this hotel I was at, and I started flipping through the news, and it's just crazy every news channel they've figured out this format where it's guy guy and you see it and it's just when it was one back to back to back you see like it's just so intense like nobody and I, this is like it's like i'm telling an airplane joke but like nobody talks like that and it's just so weird to hear that like these networks i don't know what like psychology like I don't know what research goes behind if that tone of voice that delivery like does anything as far as you know I don't know what it's doing like I don't know if it's the way to like get information across to a broad spectrum of people so it's like it catches the most people but it's just the weirdest way to talk and then everyone does it their own little way and then everyone like there's like different like versions of the same two people almost like one you know they might have a little bit more makeup on or like one you know you might they might look a little bit more studious so it's like you know everybody's got their own cup of tea but i don't watch the news a lot so i we went to lunch after golf and i was like so i'm just telling me like what's going on like what's the current events and and then she just uh we just yeah just like the delta variant thing is it's just really stressful and then she said something about moderna and just you know um the booster shot and all this and just all these things to keep up with and so but if you can hear you know lucy's drinking some water now but i'm still you know working out some things here you know i've been doing this for let's see i think i started doing these in like March, April, like April. So I'm still, I mean, it's April, you know, April to, you know, August. That's not too long. So I'm still like, I got to give myself some slack. You know, these aren't going to be perfect. These, you know, the, the best thing is, is I, I've got to keep getting myself to do them is the big thing. And then also it's a good, it's actually the win-win of this is if people watch them or people don't it helps me practice staying in tune with like what's the point of me doing it because i see a lot right now there are people my age that are doing like a lot of people are getting on twitch i've only seen one other person that's like doing like a podcast style thing and then there are some cooking things Like, I feel like right now, people my age, I don't know if it's like just a natural progression of like, you get old enough to, you kind of, you're in your job for a while, you start to develop a career, and then you're starting to think of like other things to be there, whether it's to just have fun with it, or like you're hoping, like I went to the gas station today and I, I saw someone buy a lotto ticket or like a scratch off. And that just made me think, I think we all have that little part in the back of our mind that's like, we're like, we got to have something in case almost like I can just work on it. And then in case, 
something happens. And it's just really fascinating to me because it almost kind of weirds me out and thinking like, is this <laughs> like me being this, you know, I've got such a story to tell and like, hear ye, hear ye. Or am I just following this natural progression of like, for people my age with the upbringing we have, my brother just asked, how was golf? He actually, you know what? I can't, he does watch these. So that'll be pretty fun when he watched this. And I gave you a little shout out on that text that you heard come through. He was supposed to go to lunch with us, but Mr. Popularity had a pool party come up that we didn't get invited to. So that's cool, man, if you're watching this. But uh, it's just interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, the reason I question the intention thing so much is because here's the, you know, um, the conscious subconscious uh, existence, okay? That is not proven. There, that is a theory. That is a Freudian uh, proposed theory, and it's sort of in the same light as you know what we know about dreaming. And if if I'm dead wrong on that, I'm sorry. I don't think I am because it's. I remember reading something. Where I'm like, even something that apparent in our day-to-day because I can't tell you I mean it's all the time like oh was that you know you never know like maybe subconsciously you were thinking that or and I don't even think it's something that's like dead on I don't even know how you could prove it but uh I just think of intentions because it's like okay if that's how we're built then you technically would never know right in the moment what pushed your decision because technically right if it was anchored in subconscious then that would take some digging to find why you know so I just always try to stress that a little bit and then you know above that it just goes to if I really want to consider where I'm speaking from is like something that can you know the way you know, not even the way, but just the, the things that I find important, the things that I have experienced in my own life. And I look back and I say, Hey, you know, I think that can connect with a bunch of people. What do I have to do in order to kind of find those things is I have to live in the reality, which is the reality of just how many people there are in the world. And then that redirects me to the idea of who cares? There's so many things going on. <laughs> like, and then that goes to the, and then it ping pongs and it's like, okay, so if there's so many people that could be doing literally anything else with their time, yet they find a, a reason to, to stop on by Kurt's corner here, then what does that mean? And if that is the case, then how in the world do I keep saying things that are going to be interesting enough to provide for those said people? And then you get those like very dramatic feats. Like I'm never, I never, (laughs) I always think it's funny when people like, like 
do something so dramatic and like big and I, I've, you know, it's clickbait, right? Like <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, you know, what really bothers me is I've been, um, it's not good. I need to put my phone on my desk before bed, but right before bed, I've been like, just, you know, winding down a little bit and I'll like scroll through Instagram and I've been watching a lot of steak videos. <laughs> like I don't make steak at all. I just watch like people like, I just, I really like the way they're cut, like just a like just the, the way that they kind of piece all those sound effects together when they're like dicing up onions or like preparing something. And, and so I watch those. And then I also like, like satisfying videos. Like I really like, um, like factory satisfying factory videos where it's just like a really clean process. Oh, the amount of engineering that has to go into all those. And then what ends up happening is I'll be looking at these videos and it will have the thumbnail be something that's co completely different from what the actual video is. And then I'm like, damn it. Like, you know what just happened? We've all seen that social media movie on Netflix. And if you haven't, um, do what you want. I don't, if you want to go watch it, you can, but there's, they do that with like the three guys there and then they're like, okay, he watched, you know, he or she watched that. So we've got to make sure we put more of that. So I'm like, damn it. Like I didn't even <laughs> see the thing that I thought was going to be. And they're like, Oh, and we know that's interesting to him now. So I'm like, ah, oh, great. But it's just mindless. It's just, you zone out and you just like, you watch it. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm really glad that Allison, you know, ag agreed, wants to, you know, do these with me. And, you know, so I, I really do miss her. She's coming back tomorrow. So it was just going to be late tomorrow. And I know I've been wanting to do these on the weekend. And then um, the other thing that I don't want to forget is I had an old teammate of mine reach out and request. I do a recreation of an old vine. Yeah, that's right. An old vine that I don't know if everyone's seen the old six second videos. And so at the end of this clip, at the end of this recording, I'm going to go into a little room over there and I'm going to recreate a video and then put it at the end of it. And so there's your clickbait. There's your like little hook is I don't know when this is going to end, but when it does end, I'm going to have that video at the end. And if you want to scroll th to the video, by all means, do it. Go for it. You got stuff to do. You know, who am I to, you know, tell you to keep listening? This is just me having fun, me enjoying the fact that I'm building the capacity that I can, you know, talk coherently, have this stress that maybe it's there, maybe it's not. And who knows? But, you know, real worry, okay? You want me to get real with you. This pup right here, okay? Lucy. My little girl Lucy. This picture was actually taken when I was in high school. And I posted this on my Twitter. And she's got these St. Patrick Day beads on. And I posted it on my Twitter. And I said, even Lucy's excited for St. Patrick's Day or something. And this guy was following me on Twitter with the Northwest Herald because I was getting recruited. And so I actually got a message from somebody like a week later. And it was a picture of the newspaper 
with Lucy's picture in it. It was of my tweet. So Lucy's been in the paper and I bring Lucy out because she's such a sweetheart. She's 13 years old. I've had her since I was 13. Okay. So I'm 26. I'll do the math for you. Don't worry. That's why you're here. Let me do the thinking. I'm just kidding. Please. If I'm wrong or if you hear me say stuff and you think something interesting, please tell me there's nothing more exciting than for someone to pose me a question that just gets me to go. Thank you. Yes. I will think on that. And you just gave me such a good little, little moment there. And I get to just explore that as much as I can. And so please, um, I know you know what 26 minus 13 is. So anyway, I got her when I was 13 and she's just the sweetest girl. And she still is so bright. She's got some cataracts, although I don't, I don't like her to hear that, but she does. And I just don't know what's going to happen when she gets to 35, which is what she's going to grow to. And here's the weird thing. I don't know when to reach out to Guinness Book of World Records when she gets to 35. I feel like I should do it at 33, maybe, just because I know those last two years are going to be rough. But to be 13 and make it to 35, she's going to really just blow everyone out of the water. So that's what I worry about is when to call Guinness Book of World Records because I don't know the best way to go about having the oldest lab in the world because she looks great. She's going to live, I'd say forever, but I have to say 35 or else people are going to think I'm crazy. So I just am so happy that I have Lucy in my life and the monkeys thing. So let me kind of explain the monkeys thing. If anybody knows me, I guess enough, you know, for a while I had an orangutan as the picture for these recordings. And then, um, you know, on social media, sometimes I got this like, you know, statue of these monkeys. That was actually, um, kind of a handed down gift, uh, from a woman who passed away who had a greater obsession with monkeys than I, I wasn't part of like a monkey club or anything. Don't, don't think I have like, these special memberships to like people who are fanatics about monkeys, but it just so happened my dad uh, has been dating someone and her sister-in-law was actually the one who was just all in all everything monkeys. Kind of like uh, and my old roommate brought this up is like the scene in Dodgeball when he walks into that girl's house and he, he sees all the unicorns and he just says, dear Barbara. So it's kind of like me with monkeys. So monkeys were, was always something for me because I did a project. I think I've said this on a different recording, but I did a project in third grade about orangutans and they were an endangered species at the time. I haven't really checked on them recently. I know that their home is in Indonesia. Um, it's actually in Borneo and they, I really hope I said that right. And I just thought it was really interesting and I'm not trying to see, this is where it's a slippery slope. Okay because I impartial like monkeys because when I got old enough to think about if right just like conscious subconscious if there was this evolution of our success as human beings and monkeys were part of that it to me made life 
so much more fascinating because it gave me the idea that no matter where or how you think things are today, they will always be improved tomorrow. Survival instincts improved, communal instincts improved, aggression decreased, um, compassion was part of the evolution there. I know elephants actually show compassion, which is pretty wild. But that's why monkeys, because it's just so fascinating. And it's unfortunate that there are sometimes so many lines in the sand on some of these things. And it that would actually go and redirect to the thought of yes hell yes the fact that i can think that someone else can pursue their desire their highest their utmost existence and we're all living on the same planet hell yes that's incredible that's almost more amazing than just being alive in the first place is the fact that we can be almost worlds apart but still feel that same thing when we look wholly at someone you know have that embrace with somebody if you will so uh, that's kind of monkeys for me is it's just that that instant you know I see and not so much chimpanzees chimpanzees kind of um, it doesn't do it for me just as much as like a silverback, you know, silverback gorillas. I, I find it really fascinating and uh, orangutans. I think orangutans are really cool. So um, chimpanzees, though, I don't. And same with uh, baboons. I think it's, it's just crazy that, um, you know, you look at like a male baboon and he'll go from adolescence to where he's got just kind of like kind of a flatter face. And then they get into they're um, like young, young adult, teen, you know, teen, young adult, and then they mature in that nose, that snout just enlarges, 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 and just goes full vibrant. It's just crazy the colors, and then I mean, we're not even like touching the uh, what you find under the ocean. So that's kind of, yeah, that's monkeys for me. And then for dogs, you know, just earlier today, I was just kind of roughhousing with Lucy after I got back from golf because my, my mom helps out with Lucy, which is really nice. And then I get to see her after a couple of days of, you know, whether I was traveling for work or, you know, I get home from work and then I'm back at the apartment. It's just, you know, nice to know I don't have to drive the hour to the suburbs to get her and then just come back. So, you know, seeing her after a couple of days of not seeing her and then just, you know, playing with her like she's a little puppy again. And the weirdest thing is, and I, I think that you have to train, but I think to some degree you have to train puppies this, but just like pushing on her chest or like pushing her away, shoving her kind of like, you know, lightly grabbing her neck and just kind of like playing with her and having her kind of like gnaw at you. But no matter how rough or like how intense that gets, she'll only always just put her, she'll open her mouth, but she'll never bite down. And then when that happens, I just think how crazy it is that in just 15,000 years, so the, the evolution of dog from wolf is, I think, between 10 to 15,000 years. 
they were able to weed out all of the non-submissive dogs and that's how you had a lot of the early breeding and then once all of those were left then you get into you know just crazy mixes which not all seem exciting to me um a lot just kind of weird me out like you get these like mini dogs and you just wonder like please tell me that was like artificial and you just have all these different combinations to be honest if someone says they've got like a type of breed of dog i will you know i am interested right i will be like oh what kind of dog but instead of learning more breeds of dogs kind of like my golf game Instead of getting better at golf, I've just gotten better at being patient with being bad. So when I ask people what kind of dog, instead of learning more breeds, I've just gotten better at looking like I know what they just told me. And so that's another fascinating thing about me that I've learned. Another fascinating thing about life, right? Get off your high horse here. Another fascinating thing about life that I've learned is sometimes sometimes maybe I should take the route that's actually solidifying something and not just being like, oh, you know what? I've gotten better at like smiling harder. Like maybe I should actually get get better at like just knowing the different types of breeds, having a better golf game. So yeah, Lucy, you know, um, she's just awesome she's just absolutely incredible and everybody has their own lucy everybody has that that dog that you know or that pet that cat that hermit crab that fish that turtle maybe maybe they got a bird maybe they got maybe they got a snake you know maybe a snake is is what they need i don't know max has um what are they sugar gliders never knew what that was now I know what that is. So I'm going to default to it's getting kind of toasty in here because my AC is off. I don't like it getting picked up. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to keep this video going, but to me at least, and then it's going to cut for you. And then I'm going to go and record that Vine recreation. And if you're listening on Spotify nothing that you hear is going to matter because after a certain point in this video, it's just going to be a video and that's, what's going to make it funny. So if you want to go check it out, go to the YouTube. I don't know how to link them. So you're going to have to find it. It's up to you. And again, from, let me move this from deep down here. This life that I, I don't quite understand yet, and I'm trying to figure out, and I'm trying to throw myself in the fire as much as I can, and I'm trying to piece together as much as I can. Thank you for being patient with me, listening to all of these pieces kind of fall out in front of me and, and just have me in some you know, semblance try to piece them together. And maybe one day I'll either start presenting really, really, really interesting and fascinating and colorful and just exciting puzzles. Or I'll get really, really quick at um, 
piecing things together that I find interesting, which I guess would be one and the same. But thank you. And now I'm going to turn it over to Chase Appleby's request for the Curtis Sternemann rendition of a Vine recreation. Good night.